Welcome to the MetPro Method Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe, and today I'm joined by MetPro Coach Ryan McMullen, and we're going to be discussing how to navigate a party while on MetPro. Ryan, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I am excited for this topic, Crystal. <laughs> well, I am too, because, you know, I am also a MetPro client as well as a coach. And, uh, you, you know, you're just cruising along. You're doing your thing. And then you get invited to a party. And now it requires a whole new set of skills because it strikes fear in my heart, at least, because uh, <laughs> that temptation can be tough. So what do we do to prepare for this party? Yeah, there are a lot of steps here. The first thing is prep your mind going into it. That is what I talk to so many of my clients about is where are you at mentally going into this and remind yourself of your goals before you show up. Or if you're hosting, you need to be aligned with what your goals are, where you're currently at and how this is going to either affect you positively or negatively. So that's kind of step one is like, get your head right before you go. Right. Yeah. And then obviously more actionable items is you never want to go somewhere hungry. You're much more likely to end up reaching for those bad things if you're starving, right? Blood sugar gets low, you haven't had any carbs, you didn't have dinner because you wanna participate and eat hors d'oeuvres or maybe someone's cooking for you and you go in starving and then you are at the mercy of whatever is there, <laughs> which tends to not be great. <laughs> right. That's counterintuitive, right? So you're saying before you go, even though you tend to think, hey, I'm trying to really be careful with what I'm eating. So I feel like our intuition says eat less. So go hungry. And you're saying no, opposite. <laughs> opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if you go hungry, you know, especially if you've been a client, I'm talking to my clients who have been with me for two, three, four, five, six months. And they're on this trend of like eating five times a day, breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, you know, sometimes six, sometimes four, depending on the person, but we're used to this rhythm of eating. And what most people, they make the biggest mistake is they're getting set and ready for this party or get together. And they're like, man, I know this is going to be off my diet. So I'm going to skip lunch and my snack to prepare for this. That is the worst thing you can do. (laughs) You're going to go into this party extra hungry. You're going to go in, I mean, starving, right? Because you're used to eating all day long. All of a sudden we have two or one meal that's skipped. And when we're hungry, we're much more likely to overeat portion control. So going in when you're already semi-full, you're going to choose small portions. You're not going to have as much of those, you know, maybe unhealthier items and that's going to set you up for success. So eating before you go is the number one thing that I coach. Even if you know dinner is going to be off, eat before you go. Okay. All right. So to prepare, we need to get in the right mindset and we need to eat before we go. And then now we're at the party. What do we do now? Well, it depends if we're talking drinks or we're talking food. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're talking both. <laughs> we're talking both. So, we'll, you know, start with food, right? First things first is bring something. Prepare something and bring it. No one's going to be upset with you for, you know, bringing a veggie plate with a good, you know, Greek yogurt and dill dip with lemon juice and garlic, right? These are great things that you can bring. And and also ask, ask the host. It depends on the party. You know, obviously if it's a big get together and everyone's bringing something small, great. If they ask you not to bring something, that's fine too. But ask before you go, what can I bring? And then get those gears turning of how can I make this healthy? How can I make this something I can eat that's going to fit my plan, but everyone is going to be happy? 
Okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So now you have your at least one thing is going to be healthy there because you're bringing it and you're in the right mindset and you've eaten beforehand. Okay. But the alcohol, what are we doing with that? (laughs) The alcohol alcohol goes back to mindset first. Okay. So everyone's going to approach this a little differently and I'm human. I love, I'm a super social person. I love gatherings. I love having people over. I like going places and alcohol is a big part of our, you know, adult social life. So this is going to play a role, but then you have to ask, what are my goals, right? Go back to the mindset and what is alcohol going to do to me tomorrow? Yeah. So if you are a person that is training for a marathon or you're consistently exercising six days a week, How are you going to feel that next day if you have three or four drinks, right? Pretty sluggish. (laughs) Pretty sluggish, right? We know alcohol is a diuretic. It's going to dehydrate you, right? We know it's going to have you or cause you to have a lack of sleep, right? You're going to sleep terribly. Even though we all feel like we pass out like a baby after a couple of drinks, we're not getting that good quality REM and slow wave sleep that we could potentially get without it. Right. So that it starts with mindset. Once again, go in thinking, what is this going to do to tomorrow? What is this going to do to my eating habits? Because then we get into the conversation of inhibition lowers. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have a couple of drinks and those cookies start looking a lot better. <laughs> uh, yeah. So alcohol, you know, go in with the mindset first. Right. And then I would say if you're going to have drinks, two things, one limit yourself, right? We don't need to have four, five, six drinks. Okay. A lot of the time alcohol is participation. Everyone is drinking. It's a social thing. You can have a drink or two drinks that are going to be lower in calories, which we can talk about, but lower in calories, like less of a dent and not have you sleeping and feeling like crap in the morning, just like food. Is there going to be bad options there that you might have a few bites of? Yes. Limit your portion. The same goes with alcohol. We don't need four or five, six drinks. We can have two, feel good, participate in the social gathering and not completely ruin the next day. Oh, and then I was going to say, when it comes to low calorie drinks, we're looking for generally clear or hard liquors. Okay. Which again is like the opposite of intuition. Like you think that like a beer or something would be because it's lighter, like in your mind, it's less alcohol. Therefore, it must be lighter. But that's not necessarily true. (laughs) Not the case. Not the case. No. And alcohol is one thing, but carb content is another. Right. There's going to be a lot more carbs in a beer than a shot of tequila or a shot of vodka or gin, right? Just carbs alone. There's going to be a lot more sugar in something like a glass of wine than a shot of tequila. So we have to look at alcohol as a whole, not, hey, this is a high volume of alcohol versus this beer is only 5%. Okay. So it's not so much about the type of alcohol in general. It's about what that alcohol content is going to have with it, what it comes with it and the carbs come with it on the lower types of alcohol. Correct. The carbs or the sugar, right? Champagne, white wine, packed with sugar. Ah. (laughs) Absolutely packed with sugar. 
So yeah, so clear liquors are going to be far easier on your digestive system. They're going to be far easier in terms of carbs or sugar, and they're not going to cause those crazy or as much of those crazy swings in blood sugar levels. You know, something else that I remember my first time drinking on MetPro after I had not been drinking for a long time, my coach at the time suggested that I try something that like was non-sugary. I am typically the person that if there's alcohol there, it's like, I want the fruitiest drink, which equals a lot of sugar. But if you've been eating on Metro for a while, you're not used to having sugar. And so my coach cautioned me, hey, watch out because you might get a headache if you have one of those. And so she suggested I take some crystal light and put it into a drink and it tasted wonderful. And I didn't have that sugar, like that headache that comes with a big dose of sugar when you're not used to it. So I think that's a a good tip along the lines you're talking about as well. Yeah, we get so used to, you know, when you eat clean and most people actually know this because most people have eaten clean or cut out sugar for a period of time. And it's so interesting when we cut it out for two weeks or three weeks And then we have that bite of sugar. It's strange. It's not as satisfying. It's really dense and feels like too much. But then as you acclimate yourself to it, you know, if you're eating sugar two, three, four times a week, it's going to feel less dense. So the same goes with drinking, right? If you're used to these, you know, really sugary drinks or cocktails that have a lot of sweetness in them, they're just not as good. So just simply by staying away from that can keep that same habit going of not craving the sugar, not being acclimated to it um, and enjoying different drinks. And and there's so many different, I love making cocktails. (laughs) I am the bartender in my house. (laughs) I'm a big fan, but I also really enjoy making them light, making them something that is flavorful that you can enjoy. And there's a lot of things that people don't think of when constructing a cocktail. So there is, you know, obviously like citrus is by far my favorite citrus juice. It's very dense. It's flavorful. It packs a punch, but it's really, really low in sugar and calories. You can go a long way with a little bit of lime juice or a little bit of grapefruit juice or a little bit of lemon juice, and it's going to pack a lot of flavor into your drink. And you mix that with gin, vodka, or tequila, and you already have a cocktail going. Then people like the bubbly, right? (laughs) They like the truly type or the bubbly, right? Yeah. And the easy way to do that is mix in some seltzer water, flavored seltzer water, and we're getting even more flavor. But typically what you're looking for is like a LaCroix or a Waterloo, you know, some sort of seltzer water that's flavored. And they come in so many different flavors. You know, you've got grapefruit, lime, grape, um, strawberry, and that can add flavor to your drink as well. So you've got citrus juice, you've got your flavored soda water, you've got your alcohol. And then by far my favorite thing is garnish. What is it? Say that again. A garnish. A garnish. Oh, like now is this to make it pretty or is this because it's actually for taste? Taste and flavor. Really? So much of our taste buds happen through your nose, what Mm. you're smelling first. One of my absolute favorite drinks is to make a gin and soda water and lime juice cocktail and garnish with a rosemary. And when you, yeah. And when you bring that drink up to your face, you get this whiff of rosemary and you drink and it expands your flavor. And you can do this with so many herbs, so many different garnishes. You've got rosemary, thyme, mint. 
I mean, the basil, the list goes on and that can provide a really neat experience. And it's also pretty. Yeah. So, so if when, you're if you're the one making the drinks, then you've got all kinds of options for people. And it's low. It's lower calorie. It's less sugar and and it looks pretty. So you look like a great host, too. Right. So if you're hosting, that's a great situation to say, hey, I'm making cocktails even better if you're showing up volunteer <laughs> who's gonna say no to you making a cocktail that's a good point yeah <laughs> raise your hand volunteer to be the person that makes the cocktails and or if they're having something specific make your own right yeah and there's super easy things that you can bring take with you you know soda water juice your alcohol and a little bit of garnish and you're done so just like bring in a cooler, you got your hors d'oeuvres, you got your drinks on the other arm, you're good to go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, I feel like uh, maybe since there might be people listening who aren't really sure exactly what MetPro is, it feels like a good time to give a little background on MetPro. Uh, so for the listeners, MetPro, they have a concierge service where your concierge coaches are highly trained specialists who work closely with you to achieve specific goals. And those goals can be anything from fat loss, athletic performance. It's across the board. And we also work with executives, professional athletes, people in the entertainment industry, anyone ready to transform. Using the MetPro platform, it allows our coaches to gather a complete picture of your metabolic rate, responsiveness, and lifestyle in order to craft and update your meal plan with precision and never guesswork. So if you're busy, you travel, maybe you struggle to find time to reach your wellness goals, experts will support you with a fully personalized strategy, one based on years of research and body transformation experience. And our clients are going to receive one-to-one coaching that includes baseline testing and a tailored meal plan. And it's going to be meal by meal. It's going to have a detailed analysis of how your metabolism is responding. We're going to have an explanation of every time we make a program adjustment and what you can expect next. So if you're looking for the latest calorie counter or a one-size-fits online coaching, MetPro Concierge probably isn't for you. But if you're tired of gimmicks and you're willing to shop and prepare for your meal plans, our one-on-one experts are ready to help you master your metabolism and transform. So let's say you get to the party, you've got your drinks, you've got your food, but there's all this other food around you. Are there tips to navigating all of the temptation? Tips to navigating temptation. Yeah, there's a few. So again, mindset, and you've already controlled for that because you've thought about it before you go in, right? So you're already doing the work before you get there. And that should set you up for success. But then you see those little things that you like. And it really helps to have support which brings me to probably my favorite thing to ask my clients to do. Okay. When you go to a party with a spouse or a friend, or, you know, you're going to a place of close friends and family, share what you are doing, share the process that you're in, that you're doing met pro or you're on a program, you have a coach, you have someone that's looking at your nutrition and say that you are dedicated to making this a part of your lifestyle and simply sharing that with your loved ones, your close friends, your family members, you get a lot of support from that. And they're going to be the ones that are like, are you sure you want to eat that? Like, you, you told me you were really dedicated to this. You know, do you really want that cookie? Do you really want those hors d'oeuvres? Like, are these going to fit your plan? And that can be immensely helpful 
just having that support and that structure around that. Don't be alone. So it's like another level of accountability. Exactly. Because your coach, yeah, they're, you know, they're talking to you weekly and they're texting you. But on that Saturday, when you're by yourself and you have no coach to text or call in an instance to say, hey, talk me off the ledge here, have your family members there and share with people what you're doing, because it's a really positive experience to just say, hey, you know, I signed up for this program. I'm on a diet and share with them the good about what you've experienced so far. You know, my energy levels are through the roof. I feel great. I'm sleeping super like I'm sleeping better than I ever have in my life. And I'm losing weight and I'm seeing a difference. And I really want to stick with this. If your friends are in support of you, which all of our friends are normally in support, they're going to support you through that. Yeah, I can see why that's your your favorite thing to ask your clients to do. That's a really that's a very powerful way to get buy in from people around you. Yeah, <laughs> buy-in and it also holds you accountable because then you've proclaimed that you are doing this program and you're dead set on hitting your goals and following this and you have that extra accountability for yourself, not just coming from others. I think that's I think that's a really good point. I wonder, though, if if let's say you're the one hosting, because I feel like on the one hand, that makes it a lot easier, right? You're the one controlling all of the choices. But on the other hand, you want to be mindful of what your guests are going to enjoy and things that are their favorites. So let's say you want to have a lot of different options. How can you kind of strike that balance to keep in mind what they want to eat versus what you want to eat? Sure. So there's a couple ways you could hide it or again, just have willpower. (laughs) So if you are if you are hosting and you're making all the food, there's generally a conversation of, hey, what do you guys like? You know, what do you enjoy? What can we make? Or maybe they're bringing something and take that recipe and tweak it. Tweak the idea to be healthier. There's so many substitutes and little things that you can change out or switch or leave out and nobody will notice and it is going to be far more in line with your program. And you, there, I challenge my clients, find me a recipe that I cannot fit and make work for your plan. Ooh. Try it. I mean. I have not been stumped yet. Really? Like even pizza? Like, come on. Pizza? There's ways to do it. Cauliflower um, pizza, low calorie marinara. You got your cheese. That's great source of protein and fats. As long as you limit how much you're doing, you throw a heaping load of veggies on it, bell peppers, mushrooms, onions. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Ice cream. What are you gonna do with ice cream? Okay. Not dessert. (laughs) (laughs) Two meals. Two meals. Okay. Okay. Fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. (laughs) So, um, are there like ideas that you have for snacks that, that are easy to switch out for people that, that are going to come with like things that, that you can easily lighten up that would be good to serve? Veggie platters obviously are great options. Even believe it or not, like cheese plates are great because you can nibble at those a little bit here and there. They're going to be a great source of protein and fat. You know, simple little things like that can can go a really, really long way. Again, as long as you're monitoring portion control. Right. We can't eat a whole wheel of brie cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to go well. I don't care who you are. <laughs> yeah, little hors d'oeuvre options that are normal and just limiting portion control. 
Okay. So we've gone over different kinds of foods. We've gone over alcohol. We've gone over different things you can do to prepare for the the event. What else are we missing? What else should you keep in mind if you're going to be attending or hosting a party? Peer pressure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How do you tackle that? Because that can, if everyone's drinking and they're like, why aren't you drinking? Don't you want to drink? Or if they're like, oh, I know this is your favorite. This is your favorite. You love this. You should have this. That's my grandma. That's my grandma talking, by the way. (laughs) I think think we all have a family member or two that is that way. (laughs) I made this just for you. Yeah. So peer pressure is hard. And again, it starts with sharing what you're doing. Okay. I genuinely feel like when I am serious and express, Hey, I'm, I'm doing something that I'm really invested in. I've been following a program and you're, again, we're going to events and gatherings with people that are close to us that we know that are, they know who we are. They've maybe known us for a long time. Most of the time you knock out that peer pressure the moment you say something like that. Okay. So we've already covered that. Right. But now we're in a situation where you do have that family member that is, I made this especially for you. I know it's your favorite or, you know, oh, come on, you know, just have another drink. It's fine. First off, blame it on your coach. (laughs) I tell my clients to blame it on me. Say, look, I've got a call with Ryan on Monday 9am and he is not going to be happy with me and I'm going to have to hear it from him. <laughs> That's and great. I don't want to, yeah. I really don't want to. So blame it on your coach. These people don't know me. They can hate me. I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Blame it on your coach, right? <laughs> then in the situation where it's, Oh, please come on. You know, I made this particularly for you. I know you love this. Limit your portion control. You are not going to throw away all of your progress that you've already had. If you have a bite or two of something, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's a brownie or ice cream or some favorite, you know, lasagna that your grandma makes, because we all have those. Yes. And it's not going to ruin your progress in the long term. So limit your portion control and jump back on your plan immediately. <laughs> Don't throw in the towel for the weekend because you messed it up on a Friday night. And I see so many people do this. They mess it up on a Friday night and they wake up Saturday. They don't feel great. And they're like, well, I gained two pounds yesterday, which is not real. You don't gain two pounds in a day. (laughs) A lot of it is water weight. But when you do see that, just jump right back on plan and you're limiting that time that you are making a dent because we don't want to turn one meal or one instance or one night into a weekend extravaganza. Yeah, that is really good advice. You just just get back on it and don't think about it. I think that is excellent. And you made me think of another question for you, though. If you are hosting, especially this can be tricky because now you have all these leftovers. That is so hard to resist that temptation. What do you do with that? (laughs) Two things. Send them home. Okay. Or freeze them. Ooh, yeah. I use these two tricks a lot and I didn't even pick this up myself. I believe I learned it from another coach. Uh, I believe Polly, which was great, but send them home or freeze them. Number one, you send them home. Who doesn't, who is coming over to your house that's getting food to take home? Who doesn't love that? Absolutely. Everyone enjoys, hey, we have all this extra of this. Take, you know, take this, take this, take this. And people say, okay, great. The second piece is if those people don't take them, freeze those leftovers. 
I don't know about you, but for some reason, freezing something and then you take it back out and it just, it doesn't look as good. You're not interested in it. You have to go through this whole process of thawing it out. That's the big one for me. (laughs) How do I cook it again? Is it thawed enough? Do I put this in the oven? I don't know what to do with this. Right. When you freeze it, it might sit in your freezer for two or three weeks. And then you're going to look at it and be like, I need to get rid of this. And that's an easy way to not feel like you're throwing away food and you're not saving it. It's not in your refrigerator (laughs) for an easy grab while you're on a break from work, but in the freezer. So send them home or put them in the freezer. Oh, I love that. That is great advice. Okay. Ryan, this has been a wonderful talk. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time today. Can you give people your email address to reach out to you if they have questions? Yeah, of course. It's just Ryan at MetPro.co, R-Y-A-N at MetPro.co. Awesome. And for all of the listeners out there, you can find all of the MetPro Method podcast episodes anywhere you get podcasts, or you can find them at MetPro.co slash podcast. And you can also learn more about MetPro at MetPro.co. If you are listening to the podcast, we would love for you to follow the show and rate and review so people that come after you know what your thoughts are. I am your host, Crystal O'Keefe signing off until next week. And remember, consistency is key.